Thank you for joining us for season two. If this is your first time listening, then we thank you for checking us out. If you're returning, welcome back. If you're just waiting for episodes you remember, I promise you they are coming and they are coming soon. If you like what you hear, then like us on SoundCloud and Facebook. Subscribe and give us five stars on iTunes. Every Friday morning, a new episode will come out so you can say TGIF with us. We thank you one final time for sitting through this entire intro, but now here's another episode of the show. Welcome to the One Boy, One Girl, One World podcast, the podcast where one boy and one girl explore the world that is Boy Meets World. I'm Mike, and I'm joined this week and every week by my co-host and the Cory to my Topanga, Michelle. How you doing this week, Michelle? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. For those of you who have not listened to an episode or are joining us for the first time, I suggest you go back. There are plenty of good episodes out there. <laughs> but uh, if this is your first time, you have no idea what's going on, and you're like, who are these two random people, and why are they talking about Boy Meets World? Well, the dynamic of this is that Michelle is just a rookie when it comes to Boy Meets World, and I'm sort of like the expert. So it's like I've been to plenty of seven seconds in heaven parties. I know what I'm doing. I know where my hands are and stuff. Michelle, on the other hand, she's Skittish. She's shy. She has no idea where to put her hands. And I'm going to help her and guide her through I'm this awkward of situation. My bodily movements. Yes, she's very afraid of her bodily movements. <laughs> she's just looking around the closet like, wow, there's a lot of space in here. I can't believe we both fit. What is this fishing net doing here? <laughs> yep, but that's the podcast in a nutshell. It's just one long makeout closet. You wish you were so ma- at so many makeout parties. I wish I knew about so many makeout parties. <laughs> I wasn't even aware of such things. Yeah, they probably didn't really exist, honestly. It doesn't seem like something. It doesn't seem like a party that was specifically for, like a party that was specifically meant for this. You know, it seems like oh, we're gonna drink and then oh, we're just gonna make out in a closet, right? Or like. Pretend it's like Kelly's birthday party or something. It's Kelly's birthday party. Stick your tongue down my throat. <laughs> well, you need some sort of excuse. I am Happy assuming. birthday, Kelly. Oh. Ew. It sounded like you were drowning her. <laughs> I was drowning, Kelly. Happy birthday. You're dead. Rude. Happy death day. Ha- happy death day, everybody. <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, I don't know how to get into this. Let's just start talking about this episode because it is an awkward one. (laughs) We are talking today about episode nine of season two entitled Fear Strikes Out, which Michelle thought was about baseball at first. Yeah, because I'm cute and innocent. (laughs) (laughs) This episode was written by Susan Estelle Jansen and directed by David Trainer, and premiered on November 18th, 1994. And as we like to start all of our episodes, we like to check in with our friends at IMDb and Hulu and see how they described the episode. IMDb describes the episode as follows. Corey makes the mistake of hesitating to kiss Topanga in front of everyone at a makeout party, leading his peers to ridicule him about his shyness. I mean, there was one scene where he got ridiculed by people at the party. Other than that, it's really just Eric. Making fun of him? Yeah. Well, the whole school makes fun of him. It's just that dude that calls him lipless. But then um, he says that no one was talking to him. Which, again, <laughs> this episode really... really harsh. <laughs> this episode has a lot of questions that are brought and, um, up. Harley and what's their names? Well, Harley, them too. Harley, Joey, and... and uh, Randy. Not Randy, Joey. <laughs> well, Harley, Randy, and Randy. Joe. Oh, Randy, goddammit. <laughs> Uh, fuck it harley frankie and joey are gonna make fun of Corey and sean regardless so whatever i was looking up the writer because her name sounded familiar Mm -hmm. Uh, it just says her credits include home improvement boy meets world you wish and lizzie mcguire you know she's written a bunch of episodes right 
That we've already covered? Oh. But I thought she sounded familiar outside of this, but maybe it's from Lizzie McGuire? Oh, she wrote the Lizzie McGuire movie, too. She fancy. What gave away that she wrote the Lizzie McGuire movie? Was it the awkward banter? No, uh, IMDb. Oh, yeah. There you go. A Girl Meets World, a two. Oh. Oh. She fancy. Okay, sorry. Are you you ready for the Hulu uh, synopsis? Because I don't think you are. Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Because it's crazy. And it's one sentence. Okay. Corey believes he is ready to kiss girls. Are you sure there's not more? I could have checked a little. I could have checked, but I I hovered it over the screen on Hulu.com, and it said, Corey believes he is ready to kiss girls. If there is more to that, there probably is, but I wanted to just take that sn- We just watched it, but I don't remember reading it. Well, I'm too lazy to go and look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess... But he doesn't really decide that until like, like halfway through the episode. I don't know. That's a weird one. Michelle, when did you decide that you were ready to kiss boys? <laughs> don't I've, even ask me because it's too embarrassing. I've never been ready to kiss boys, to be honest. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, They're too scratchy. You know, those 13 year old boys that are all so scratchy. <laughs> Yeah, they got those little, those little puberty mustaches. I thought you were gonna say pubes. Like, That's weird, dude. I wasn't even talking to boys at thirteen, dude. <laughs> I wasn't even talking at age thirteen. <laughs> Basically, I like no. I don't think you, I was too nerdy. I don't think people can decide when they're ready to kiss girls or boys for that matter. Like you can't, you don't decide that you don't like psych yourself up. Like it's a sport. Well, we had this one kid in my middle school whose parents wouldn't let him date till he was 16. So I guess you could be like, Oh, sorry. My parents won't let me. How like, I I don't know how you could really like police that, but that's what he said. How much of a like Pris are you? That you are just like, my parents won't let me date, but I so I won't kiss you. I mean, maybe he still did kiss people. He just couldn't take them anywhere. Yeah, girl, I'm going to kiss all over you, but I can't take you nowhere. <laughs> but I got to leave you here. <laughs> I got to leave you right here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it worked, honestly, because I was a dork. Well, if you were that kid, please let us know how the plight of your life was. <laughs> Actually, don't let me know, because I don't care. Like, just let me know. <laughs> no, no way, nobody liked me. They all left without me. They were all out having fun. Yeah, you. I mean, it, it, it didn't really end up so well for you in the future either, so. Hey, you just made fun of yourself. <laughs> That's the point. No. I went to that, well, you guys know I went to Catholic school with 39 children in it total. I mean, in my grade total. So, no, this did not happen to me. Did this happen to you, Mike? (laughs) Were you invited to any kissing parties? Was I invented? Was I invited (laughs) to any kissing parties? Now I have to go through my Rolodex. Was I invited to any parties? Get out your little black book and see if you made any notes. I'm going to have to leave and go get my diary. I was not invited to parties. No, me neither. I was not invited to hangouts. I was not invited to hang out with groups more than three. All of them were dudes. I was just going to say, I went to like girl things, girl parties and... Things of that nature. Yeah, I I hung out with a lot of dudes and none of I them... I didn't go to a lot of boy girl parties, you know. <laughs> I was going to say, I, didn't, I hung out with a lot of dudes and none of them wanted to kiss me, so I couldn't reciprocate. A lot of sausage parties? No, I'm not juvenile. We never called them sausage parties. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> We could, you want to get into it? Let's get into this episode. <laughs> we open on the discovery that Corey and Sean are going to go to this party. 
and it's all about making out. Yeah, they're in the cafeteria, and that's kind of right what they opened with. There was like no lead up. It was just like, we're going to this makeout party. They just dropped you into that scene. And they, they were like, and Sean goes right into describing what seven minutes in heaven is. And Corey had no idea what it was. <laughs> but then he got excited. Yeah, he's like, he's got, he gets all pumped. Like, oh, I finally get a chance. Straight from the frying pan into the fire, I but guess. But also, we've seen him kiss Topanga like three times. This is another episode where they, they don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> so he's like, he's kissed people, but I guess they're calling this making out. So I guess that's different. I don't know if this is obviously supposed to be a will they, won't they? But they're they've kissed now in multiple episodes. I don't know what if that's how relationships work. <laughs> you just randomly kiss someone. Yeah, you just randomly kiss someone. <laughs> well, randomly kiss the same person. Yeah, I'm sorry, I tripped and fell on your lips <laughs> twice, three times. That's why it's a strikeout. I know baseball. It's, it's, this isn't the third... Oh, it technically is the third time. Mm-hmm. But I guess we'll just say that making out is different. But anyway, then Cora gets really excited and he does these like weird lip exercises. That he calls lip-ups? <laughs> kind of just looks like a pigeon. Like he looks like Mick forth, Jagger. <laughs> yeah, with his lips out. <laughs> um, for those of you keeping track, there was a juice barrel sighting at the beginning of this oh. episode. And spoiler alert, this episode is full of them. Mm-hmm. They are in the cafeteria a lot, so yes, that makes they sense. Are. It's actually the first time in a while we've seen the cafeteria since the strike episode, I believe. Ironically enough. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But there Corey- was a kind of a lot of new scenes in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly. Um, I believe Corey and Sean are talking so loudly that Eric walks by. <laughs> no, I think that you're missing a part. I think that they then flip over to Turner. The time bomb part, I think, is after. Are you sure it doesn't? He doesn't do it right, right at first, and then cuts to Turner. No, I think that. Um, I think maybe he says something like "Hey, Corey," blah blah blah. But I don't think he like teases him yet. I think at first it cuts to Turner. So we have Mr. Turner um, sitting with Feeney, and uh, then they see this new teacher lady. Miss, what was her name? Miss Tompkins. Miss Tompkins. Do you, does she look familiar to you? No, I see. Her name is Darlene Vogel. She is known for being uh, specifically one of Biff's gang in Back to the Future 2. She's the girl. In ba- She's one of the girl oh. gang members. She, she was also in Pacific Blue and General Hospital, amongst many other things. Hmm. No, I did not recognize her. But she also, more importantly, had a juice grenade on her tray. <laughs> I didn't even pay attention. <laughs> but her name is Mrs. or Miss Tompkins, Ms. I believe. Tompkins. Catherine Cat Tompkins. Yes. And um, Turner is like oogling her from mm-hmm. across the table. <laughs> and we get a moment where Feeney's like, she's single. And I went, Feeney, how do you know that? I guess he means unmarried. I guess. I'm, I, I think it's safe to assume that, but I'd be like, that's a weird question to ask. <laughs> I think he just meant unmarried, but because then they were like, uh, or because Turner was saying, you said miss, right? Not Mrs. And this is my lucky day. Because <laughs> he's like creeping on her. He's like, who's that? Who's that? And he's like, I'm going to go say hi. And then I think they cut back to Eric. Walks by Corey's table. And like, tick, like, tick, tick, tick. Yeah, he tick. goes, tick, 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 or whatever. And um, they're like, he's like, oh. No, then he gets all paranoid. Mm-hmm. He's like, I wrote. Court is so damn paranoid. <laughs> he and like acts all twitchy and freaks out. He calls the beanie weenie casserole a time bomb. Yeah. Then he goes over and he's like, Eric, why did you say tick, tick, tick? I'm, you know, you made me crazy. What's going on? He's like, well, you eat the beanie weenie casserole for lunch. So you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Also, Eric knows about this fucking makeout party. How did he, we don't even see him at the party. So how does he know about the party? I don't know. Logistics. Maybe he heard them talking about it. Maybe. Seven yeah. minutes in heaven. Um, 
But yeah, he's like, you ate this beanie weenie casserole. And then I, Mike was, I was trying to tell Mike that he was talking about farting, but Mike didn't believe me. And then I thought it was at, I thought it was burps at first, but you know, burp from beanie weenies. Yeah. I got that after the fact. And then, <laughs> then Eric opens a can of pop, you know, when you get that like noise. Yeah. And he's like, you're going to fly all over the room. <laughs> <laughs> Only you I was like, love- I told you it was a fart joke. Only you would love the fart joke. <laughs> Also, so I wrote Corey has fart worries, <laughs> fart worries. Yep. Also, Eric conti- just decides to point out all of the things that Corey doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, he's like, right. How do you handle this? How do you handle this? What time bomb, Eric? You can't just walk by me and go tick, tick, tick. What's that supposed to mean? Look, I'm just concerned you're not prepared for the makeout party tonight. I know how to kiss. <laughs> you think it's that simple? I mean, what happens if she has braces? What happens if your nose is hit? I mean, what if a hanger hooks you like a largemouth bass? All legit questions. <laughs> I really like the largemouth bass one. <laughs> so good. So Eric is on top of his game. <laughs> yeah, he was good this episode. Did he look? Did he look off to you though? What do you mean? Like he looked really pale. I wonder if he was sick. Maybe. And his hair was kind of parted weird. Like it was parted right down the middle. More like a Sean part. Uh, kind of, but his hair is shorter, so it looks kind of dorky. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he was sick. But yeah, he was still really funny. He was good. Um, then I believe they just cut right to the party. Well, you're also forgetting that Corey says that he has no idea what to do with his hands. Oh, I thought you mentioned that already. There. Yeah, they freak out about that. He's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> um, and then it just, it literally just cuts right to the party. Right. And it kind of looks, well, not exactly like that other girl's party, but similar. It's it's like that dark wood paneling. I think you're, but, for, you're missing one ginormous detail on the wall of this basement. I forgot. The giant Park Place Monopoly card that is on the wall in the background, (laughs) it made, I'm like, that's the most random thing you could put on a wall. Maybe that's their game basement. (laughs) Yeah, they're all about Monopoly, Park Place specifically. Yeah, they like play games in that basement. I don't know. (laughs) It's, oh man. This party is full of people. Yeah, it is. It's really crowded. It's um, full it's of jean jackets. Yeah, a lot of obviously kids there. Also, Sean's got on this Aztec-y looking fucking dark <laughs> blue shirt with brown and beige. It's so weird. He stole. He definitely stole it from a forty-year-old's closet. The nineties. There's also green like bar lamps everywhere too. Like those, um, you know, what I'm talking about like the. Oh, they're kind of like um. Rounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all over the place. We used to have one of those in our basement. Yeah, but not as many as this basement. It's got like five on the wall. (laughs) They're like, what looks like a basement? Get me all these lamps. (laughs) (laughs) But then um, Corey's freaking out because he's like, he doesn't know what to do and all this. And he's like, what if, um," he's like looking around. He's like, her, what if it's her? She's wearing wool. I'm allergic to wool. <laughs> yes, Michelle finally figured out the mystery of Corey's wool thing. My long lost mystery. Because <laughs> every episode he like freaks out about wool. And I was like, what did wool do to you? <laughs> we finally found out he is allergic to wool. My answers, my questions are answered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Corey's super on edge. Yeah, he's freaking he's, out. He's worried about his breath. He's worried about oh, yeah, his breath. farting. He's worried about the bean dip. <laughs> I was going to say there are my fart worries again <laughs> because he ate the bean dip. I don't know why he's yeah. doing this. <laughs> but then they call um, Sean and this other girl into the closet. Her name was Melanie. Melanie. They go in. Um, so, But obviously he's fine. And also Topanga shows up. Right. They, they say hi Topanga. Whatever. And- and Corey says he he brags that he had been in there for fourteen minutes and he needs to go home <laughs> and ice his leave. lips. Yeah, he's like freaking out. 
All right, I think that was a good time since Sean has just gotten called into the closet that we can discuss the logistics of the seven minutes in heaven thing, shall we? So this, oh, okay. <laughs> so for those of you who are unaware or sad people like Michelle and I, the rules of seven minutes in heaven are as followed. Get a small but big room or closet or space that has a lot of covering. It could be a tent. I feel maybe. like it's usually a closet. It's usually a closet, but could be a tent. I don't a know. Tent. <laughs> um, you get seven minutes. Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to be the sad asshole that is holding the stopwatch for seven minutes, <laughs> and then That's open true. the door and try to make sh- try to. And this okay, I'm jumping around. The dude who's hosting the party, we find out is the one that's keeping track of the time. So this guy is basically a pimp. And that <laughs> he's he, not getting paid. <laughs> he's not getting paid, but he's getting he essentially has invited people over to his house to make out at 7 minutes at a time. <laughs> so he has a has a stopwatch for 7 minutes. Then he opens the door. They're supposed to be disheveled, boners everywhere, <laughs> hair ajar. Lips all pouty and tired. Lipstick all over the place. I don't know. Close, That's how Mike wakes up. Close a jar. <laughs> lipstick all over the place. Yeah. And then this guy decides to go above and beyond the call of duty of his hosting and decides to comment on every person that has made out. <laughs> which is really weird. Yes, that's the logistics, but yes. I, but apparently they're just picking names out of a hat. Yeah, I wrote that down. Names uh, are like question mark? So it's unor- Is that normal? I, it, I don't know. It's so unorganized, but there's a there's a lot of people. So It's sort of organized if you have everyone's name in a hat. <laughs> I guess, but still. Everyone's making out at seven minutes at a time, right? So there's a person that's at this party that's been there for two hours and hasn't gotten their name pulled probably. <laughs> Just being like, what the fuck? <laughs> Sean's been in there three times. How then, the fuck does that happen? And then you well, then you have to have a girl hat and a boy hat, I'm assuming, too. Oh, and there's a thousand percent more boys than girls. <laughs> a thousand percent. So you're just kissing used goods at that point? No, don't say you're that. You're tasting Sean's saliva on Melanie's lips. I'm still saying you don't have to go in there, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, but according to this... You're gonna be a you're gonna be uncool if you don't go in there and make out. I suppose. Why would you go to this party if you didn't want to, right? Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you want to just go in and get a boner for seven minutes, then face all of the people that you know right afterward, right? <laughs> I guess wear wear tight pants. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, tight pants that keeps the boners away. I don't know about boners. <laughs> uh, but the joke then is. Sean doesn't want to leave the closet. Yeah, he slams the door back yeah. and then comes out with a different shirt. <laughs> yeah, and he's all like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And then, because we have a story to keep up with, Cory and Topanga get called. Of course, yes. They get called into the closet. I liked when Cory was called, and then he said, uh, maybe they'll call me again and I can just go in there by myself. <laughs> So funny. But no, of course, it's them together. Um, And then he's like, obviously freaking out because he's a very paranoid little boy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But then Topanga's like very nice because she's a very nice person. Yeah, she's so calm. It's very eerie. (laughs) And she's like way too nice. But then uh, they don't make or they don't do anything for a while. And then Corey or yeah Corey's like why are you being so like cool about this she's like because you're a nice boy and I wrote no he ain't (laughs) you have not been paying attention like we have I was like he just like told everyone that you slept together in that one episode you're very forgiving Topanga and also very forward she's really aggressive towards the end of their their I know I know and I was like he's not nice he's like frequently not nice but whatever and then I wrote Topanga Thirsty. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's real cute how Corey's freaking out and Topanga's calm. I think that's cute. Like, it's okay, relax. This happens to lots of guys. How do you know? Well, you know, girls talk. 
Oh, man. Listen, when you talk to girls, this did not happen to me. Nothing happened. I mean, something happened, but whatever was supposed to happen did. Corey, you, you want to just talk? Could we? <laughs> yeah, so then they kind of go back and forth, like, should we, shouldn't we? And at the end, she's like, well, you never know unless you practice. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> well, Corey suggests, oh, should I ruffle my hair? Should, maybe uh, maybe you should change your shirt. And Topanga's like, don't push it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, but then they then they were going to, but then they opened the door. Their seven minutes was over. Yeah. And there's a crowd outside the door. Like, everyone's watching what the fuck they're going to do. But nobody <laughs> gave a fuck when Sean came out. I guess they believed Sean. Yeah. Because uh, everybody's real interested in Corey because it's all about Corey because it's a fucking sitcom. But in real <laughs> life, nobody people would be like, why is that fucking weird curly haired kid all looking all weird? <laughs> why is he all spazzy? <laughs> why is he all spazzy? <laughs> But then they don't really say anything right away. They just they actually cut back to the house, right? Um, to their room, to Corey's room. Mm-hmm. And then his parents are like, Amy and Alan are like, ooh, what happened? Let me know the details. Oh, Amy. Oh, Amy. <laughs> Amy is the creepiest. The creepiest I know, of I wrote, creeps. I wrote parents are gross. No. <laughs> Alan's not that bad. Amy's the said, worst. He still says he wants the details. Yeah, neither of them should want the details, but Amy wanting the details <laughs> and then calling her his her baby yeah. in the same sentence. So fucking disgusting. So right, gross. Like, why would you want to know? It's the Matthews family, the family of deviants. <laughs> right, like, I don't think you'd want to know all that. Yeah, know? maybe Amy's like, oh, you want to watch us all the time. Well, why don't you tell us about your situ- your makeout party? <laughs> yeah, you should, uh, <laughs> that's straight places. <laughs> also, Corey, how do you not know how to kiss when you've seen your parents make out and fuck all the time? Ew. I guess he wasn't paying attention that much to the kissing. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> but that, that seems, like, really short. Oh, no, then Eric comes in. I forgot. Oh, yes, well... Eric comes in. So, Studley, what happened? Tell me. You got a minute? Yeah. You won't need it. <laughs> Nothing? Less than. So, were you the only guy at the party who didn't make out? Well, Alvin had a rousing asthma attack and had to leave early. <laughs> but other than him, the cheese stood alone. Core, I want to say that in this, the darkest hour of your youth, I'm trying very hard not to laugh. do it <laughs> so good so good <laughs> but then i think that scene is over right mm-hmm. it cuts to the hallway um, right it goes back to school where sean's back with his fucking weird ass shirts again <laughs> and then they're like oh he's like no one noticed no one knows but then on this like group of kids is a what do they say they call him lipless. Yeah, they're like, which, hey, it's a lipless. Of all the insults they could have come up with, that's the one they came up with. It's not even clever. Yeah, I, honestly, I didn't really even understand him the first time he said it. I was like, what did they call him? You know? No, I, that was very unoriginal. Also, this apparently gets around to everybody because much like Topanga banging Corey and Three episodes before, everybody <laughs> finds out immediately that Corey didn't kiss Topanga. Yeah, it does spread really fast. Even Mr. Turner comes by and he's like, if you ever need anyone to talk to, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Also, Turner's tie, again, I'm going to keep pointing out how ridiculous Turner's ties are. <laughs> Four divided colors. What the hell? <laughs> he's the cool teacher. But then you like see... um Topanga talking to this group of girls and oh no no she is not talking she is basically screaming yeah (laughs) I guess the premise is that they are making fun of him and she's sticking up for him may I called Corey a nice boy yeah she's like just because we didn't kiss doesn't mean he's a weirdo he's just a nice boy a freak yeah (laughs) freak is the word he's not a freak he's just a nice boy and then Corey's like (laughs) we also Sean also mentions that he's got an uncle Ralph 
go with his uncle Frank. Oh yeah, he's got a lot of uncles that do shady things. Yes, very shady uncles. <laughs> yeah, he's like they can't. Oh, what did he say? They can't pin anything on you that I don't know. I forget the something about they can't pin something on you. Yeah. So he's like telling him to deny everything. Yep. We cut back to the cafeteria again, and Sean is wearing a. Uh, Area rug as a shirt. <laughs> but Harley and the gang show up. Yes. And, and Joey and Harley, by the way, are wearing the same patterned bowling shirt, but a different color. It looks like the same Oh, pattern. right. Because Harley's was like brown, right? It was like a yellowy brown. And then... It was a red. Randy's was like black. It's not Randy. It's Joey. <laughs> Randy's was like black, oh my right? God. Black and white. <laughs> his name is randy <laughs> yeah so he sits down to make fun of Corey and just starts randomly messing with his food also <laughs> <laughs> that was funny i don't think i don't think um what's wait what's Corey's real name again ben no what's his real in the name? show no Corey's real name in real life Ben Savage? Yeah. I don't think Ben Savage knew he was going to do that because he kind of did this like reaction like, what? (laughs) (laughs) We also learn about Joey's future and then Harley mentions something about an ant farm. Over here. (laughs) There's an inspirational thought I would like to share with you. I cried because I had no shoes until I met a boy who had no lips. That's a great one. I'll be laughing at that one for years and years. I'm going to be telling my grandkids about it like 60 years from now. Unless I don't have grandkids. And then I guess I'll have to tell some strange kids in a park. And the cops will come and say, hey, you in the rain. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Corey's obviously depressed. So why don't you just leave him alone? Over here. Why do you even care about nothings like us? Because you seventh graders on my little ant farm. I watch you work and play and run through your tiny tunnels. And when I hear that one of my little ants is getting his legs ripped off, well, I can't miss that. <laughs> Joey is the best. I love Joey so much. <laughs> that was funny. I like the. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to some strange kids in the park. <laughs> and then it quickly cuts to Mr. Feeney and Miss Tompkins eating together. And she wants. Well, oh, also, f- I was gonna say that's a bit of foreshadowing the poetry for the mm-hmm. rest of the episode. Yes, true. Um, yes, you're right. It goes back to Ms. Mr. Tompkins Feeney is and- grilling Feeney about Turner, and apparently mm-hmm. Turner asked out Miss Tompkins, and Feeney is doing his best to say, "Don't do it." <laughs> obviously, it backfires because it's funny that way. Mm-hmm. Um, also, did it look? She's like, like bit- I just want to know if he's an axe murderer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, you could accidentally marry one, right? Yes. But she, does it? Did it look like she was wearing a bolo tie? Because she had like a giant gem yeah, in the middle. Of her, yeah, it was okay. like a giant turquoise bolo tie. It was crazy. Real weird. It was very southwestern because she had the like a jean button up under too. Mm-hmm. Very, very much so. It was very southwestern. Uh, but yeah, she's grilling him about Turner, and then. He winds up saying, like, yeah, he has a Harley and he's, you know, pretty cool. <laughs> She's like, ooh, okay. Yeah, you could basically describe me the same way. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty cool. <laughs> and I got a Harley. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I think it just cuts back to home mm-hmm. um, where they have Morgan at the table and Amy and Alan talking. They're kind of like jabbering about her school problems Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's like the kid ate my paste and then no one gave me any more paste and that 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 um but then Corey comes in he's like you have to pay attention to me because i have other problems okay the fact that Corey is complaining to his parents about the fact that he choked at a makeout party (laughs) is a line that is so weird (laughs) like where what was the moment where that line crossed of like oh i'm cool with talking to my parents about like how the right. fact i couldn't make out at a party right i don't know if anyone would really talk to their parents about yes. that per se yeah. and that i believe strange and then this weird context leads to the discovery of a new word that is in the dictionary right now choke he warned me i choke but like an idiot i went to the party anyway <laughs> 
Oh, Corey, your first parties with girls are always a little awkward and... Awkward? Mom, this wasn't awkward. Losing your gym shorts while climbing the rope. That is awkward. <laughs> and burns. This was beyond humiliation. Way beyond. This was... This was... Agubois. Agubois? It was so bad I had to invent a word for it. Whose dictionary? Mm, the Matthews Family Dictionary. <laughs> Agubois. It sounds like um, an Aladdin. <laughs> it does. It also sounds like a, a goodbye, like Agubois. Oh, that do. That's how you say goodbye in Agrabah. Yeah. <laughs> But yes, it's very strange that he would bring this up to his parents and uh, make weird words. But I guess you, for the storyline, I guess you need it because they figure out it's Eric's fault, mm-hmm. and then you wouldn't you wouldn't figure that out otherwise. And then they bust Eric for making you know messing with him, which then you get the other catalyst that you need because. If Corey doesn't go out on a date or whatever, Eric can't go out. So it's just like setting this whole thing up, I guess. Yep. A long con. Yeah. I mean. But yeah, that's like his punishment. Yeah. Corey stays in. Eric has to stay in. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why they would want Eric to stay home. I mean, he's too cute to stay home. (laughs) That's what he says. (laughs) He's like, this is my dating prime years or something. (laughs) Real weird. But then they go back to the cafeteria scene. Or I guess it's a new day in the cafeteria mm-hmm. with Eric sitting at the table with Corey. And he's wearing the same turtleneck from the first episode of the second season when he confronted Harley. <laughs> oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's nice that they reuse clothes, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's real nice. Uh, there's a juice barrel in the background for those oh, keeping track as well. I did not even notice. <laughs> but essentially, it's just Eric trying to convince Corey to go out on a date. Right. Because obviously, because he wants to go out. Um, he's like, you know, yeah, you can't sit home. You got to get out there. You know, you'll be fine. He's like, if you're I'll help you, if you're home on a Saturday night, it's like I'm home. On yeah. A Saturday night. <laughs> but I don't think they never really say that Eric finds out about the punishment. Or I mean, Corey. Finds out about the punishment. But anyway. It seems blatantly obvious, really. But whatever. Uh, he doesn't idiot. seem to notice. Uh, but then Eric says that he'll take Corey anywhere he wants to go on said date. And then, But then he goes, he goes who am I going to take? No one's talking to me. <laughs> I was like, that's horrible. Just because he didn't kiss someone? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Like, that's such a weird social like thing system yeah like that would never happen also like unless you literally went to school like my middle school with 39 kids and you could like get everyone to not talk to you it's not gonna happen in like a 2000 person school yeah this also questions the logic of the again the uh the the sex episode in that if people let's say people did find out that it was a lie why would they believe that like what would be the point of them being so angry about the fact that Corey and Topanga didn't kiss? Yeah, it doesn't make sense, really. But, and let's say they didn't find out, and they still think that Corey and Topanga slept together. Why would they be angry? Again, What? <laughs> there's no reason for the reaction that they have about Corey not kissing Topanga. No, it doesn't make sense. I feel like there's some sort of gossip column that everyone reads or something. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Like some sort of weekly catch-all so you could catch up with your peers (laughs) it's very strange how everyone knows uh but yeah eric said he's gonna take Corey on a date where kissing will not happen you know i'll take you somewhere so lame kissing's not gonna happen and they go to chubby's kind (laughs) of that's what i said i was like isn't this just the chubby's set it is the chubby set you can tell by the staircase and the layout of the room Right, because they go down the stairs like you would at Chevy's, and the cash register is to the right, like it is at Chevy's, and the couches and everything are in the middle, like it is. (laughs) Um, But they say it's like a coffee house vibe type place. Um, It's like very dim, a lot of couches, a lot of coffee. Um, So apparently, people don't kiss here. 
is the idea. Yeah, there's no kissing here, guys. Right. So they get their cappuccinos and sit on the couch. Oh, yeah, Topanga is Starbucks ready before Starbucks was a thing. <laughs> I appreciated it. And her skim milk. And her, yeah, it's so idea, weird. I appreciated that. <laughs> but we do get something um, that was foreshadowed a few episodes ago, and we get Frankie's first taste and dive into poetry. Who choose to remain anonymous. <clears throat> Poem of the fierce and bloodthirsty samurai warrior. <laughs> Cherry trees are blooming. On the third evening, the last flower dies and falls. <laughs> Thank you. Right, they turn over to the stage, and it's Randy. I was so, it kind of warmed my heart that not only was Joey there, but Harley was also there too. That was to really support cute. Yeah. Frankie. <laughs> that was really cute that they all came, and, they're, and then since they're bullies, uh, Joey was like, everyone liked it, everyone loved it. Did you love it? Like punching people. <laughs> yeah. It's like, see, he liked it. <laughs> so heartwarming. I know, it was cute. But then they're like, oh, we got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. For, uh, I believe Harley runs into Corey. Oh, yeah. Yep. He's like, you don't think I could appreciate poetry? I got to slap you around. <laughs> <laughs> also, Topanga brings out the most giant coffee cups I have ever seen. Yeah, they were huge. But I did have a chai tea latte in Portland, and it did come in a similar gla- uh, mug. Like the size of my two hands put together. <laughs> but so maybe that's just how fancy coffee places have it. Yeah, you know those fancy coffee places. Fancy coffee places. You know. Um, but then they leave. Um, and then you see the Corey and Topanga sitting on a couch. Um, but So they're just kind of, you know, just kind of sitting there. Um, but then... They go to the stage again for the next... No, well, not, right? Not oh, did yet. I miss something? They start laying it all out on the table. Oh, right, right, right. Topanga start, admits that she was nervous also, and yes, that she didn't that know what she was before. doing. She says, oh, I had no idea where to put my hand. Right, yes. And yes. It's, that's the cute callback moment. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, I could have helped you with that. Yeah. And then they're <laughs> like, well, it's too bad that we, don't get the cha- we won't get that chance again. Oh, yeah. And then I wrote... Topanga's thirsty again. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's all about it. But we have to take a nice interlude and meet Donovan. I call this one the produce section. Lights. Peaches. Ripened in the sun. Hot and sweet. Juice. Wetting your lips and you nibbling the soft flesh. <laughs> Nibble. 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 And as we are listening to this, and what could be described as almost as Almost creepier than when the uh, <laughs> people were making out in the hallways in the second episode. This one is deliberately <laughs> keeping. They panned it's a like three the horniest diff- freaking coffee shop in town. <laughs> yeah, they panned a three different couples, three different couples that slowly start to make out and focus. Yeah. They go. It mm-hmm. it pans and then zooms and then it then it gets to. Corey and Topanga, who turn to each other and then go to make out, and the camera zooms even further in. <laughs> I know. I wrote, people make out at poetry places? I mean, I guess it was like, the place was really dark, and this guy's making like weird sensual references to fruit, and um, everyone, yeah, just everyone's like slowly making out, and then they make out. And the crowd woos like they do. Of course. Um, that happens. And then they go cut back to the cafeteria. Because mm-hmm. they got to follow up on Turner's date, too. Because everyone was on pins and needles. Yeah. Because Feeney and Turner are talking about his date. 
Well, not talking about his day because Turner is playing coy. Well, Feeney's super right. Feeney's excited the about one who's it. interested. He's like, "Good God, what happened?" Yeah, and Turner's like, <laughs> Turner takes his juice barrel and yeah. he's like, "I'm going to be coy about it. He's I like, don't kiss I'm and tell. not telling you." But then she comes over and she's like, "Hey, can't wait to see you." Yeah, they're going to see each other again that night. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "I like Turner." <laughs> <laughs> and then. Corey, Sean, and Eric are just sitting together. Does the lady ever come back? You'll find out. All right. They're sharing their juice barrels and talking about the wonders of poetry reading. Yeah, it's kind of a weird table because it's like Eric, Corey, Sean, and it's like giant lunch table. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, he's just kind of bragging about the poetry place and is making out. Yeah, Sean looks like he's wearing the same stuff that he did in the band episode at this point, but... I couldn't really. I was. I couldn't really remember what exactly they were wearing. Mm, yeah, I mean, they. But then they have Topanga with like a gaggle of girls. A gaggle of girls. Yes, yeah, like come over, and she's like, "Hey, Corey," and he's like, "Hey," and then giggles and leaves, yeah. which is the most un-Topanga like thing. <laughs> it is very and then, strange. And then what does Corey say? They won't leave me alone. Yeah, when will they leave me alone? <laughs> Fuck off, Corey. But he was like, he was smiling, kind of, you know, it was ironic, but yeah, that was funny, and then it was over. Yeah, we get the after credits, and we get another taste of Donovan. The horniest coffee shop in town. (laughs) I call this one canned fruit aisle. Lights. Cling peaches in heavy syrup. Syrup that drips from your tongue. Drips. Drips. Drips from your tongue. Fills your mouth with sweetness. And makes you want more. More. This guy's like really into fruit. You would say he's a president of the United States with how much he likes peaches. Uh, but um, <laughs> uh, he like the proto American pie. Yeah, where he's fucking peaches. Yeah. Oh no, the proto. Call me by your name. Exactly. Ooh, ooh. They knew it was up in 2018. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knew? But they, yes, this guy's talking about fruit. And then they pan over literally everyone in the cast. It's Eric with a, a random date. Eric with a random girl, Sean with a random girl, Turner looking like he's part of a fucking cologne ad with Miss Tompkins. <laughs> right. They're like snuggling up. And then they go to Amy and Alan. Amy and Alan are there. Up. They're both like, what the fuck is going on? And then Feeney. Yeah, then they go to Feeney and his date. Feeney with the teacher from I believe one of the first few episodes that was new. Oh, nice little call back there. But Feeney is the one that has no idea what the hell's going on. Uh, I uh, the word travels fast, I guess. I guess about but, the hot date spot. Yeah, just it, if he also like he's tipped his coffee cup, it, and if there was anything in it, it would have dropped. <laughs> it would have been more funny if it's maybe he spilled his coffee or something. But that's a little too much. <laughs> yeah, but then it's pretty much over. Yeah, that's that's the episode ends on that. Mm-hmm. But, whew, man, this is a whirlwind of an episode. <laughs> it was, yeah. A lot of care. well, a decent number of characters, um, a lot of different sets. It also seemed way longer than normal. Am I wrong? Uh, I actually only had one page of notes. I know, but did it feel longer? Uh, no. This episode feels long to me. Maybe. I mean, I guess they, there was a decent amount of cuts, so maybe that's why I felt like a lot of scenes. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I, it was, the editing was like so much better than previous episodes. So. Oh, yeah. Like so much better than that weird Halloween where puberty one. Oh, so, um, that one was so bad. And all the other ones where they do like super quick cuts. I thought this one was better. Better than that, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, is there anything else that you want to bring up before we uh, discuss our final topic? No, we can get into it. Okay, well, 
we like to ask one final question when we discuss an episode. And that question revolves around one simple thought, one simple question. And that question is what the fuck they wearing? <laughs> what the fuck they wearing? What the fuck they wearing? What what the fuck they wearing? And that is where we <laughs> decided to talk about the fashion and wardrobe in the episode and really dissect what the fuck they were. Mm. So is there anything that came to mind for you, Michelle? Um, I actually only watched this once, but I did notice, you know, your acid wash jeans from most people. Um, Amy had some weird outfits on in the kitchen when they were talking about paste with Morgan. Hmm. Um, it's kind of like a printed I don't even know. Like a blazer or something? Kind of. Like a button-up shirt, but like thicker. And it had some like embroidery on it. I don't know. It's kind of strange. Um, I don't know. What, what like stood out to you? Uh, Sean, at some point, I believe at the beginning of the episode, looks like he's wearing a bed skirt, but it's literally just a sweater <laughs> over a long sleeve like shirt. But they're all the same color. So uh. it looks like a bed skirt. <laughs> Um, again, Sean's got a bunch yeah, of ugly shirts Sean this episode. Sean has the weird shirts this time. Um, and it's always like the weird button up over something. Mm-hmm. Topanga's got a bunch of floral like blouses, blouses and dresses in this episode that are kind of, I don't know, like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I guess it. it's very 90s, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the bolo. Like, she wore a lot of like jean. Yeah, yeah. Right, like jeans. She's all about the denim. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of, a lot of interesting things. Oh, I believe Topanga is wearing white overalls in the after credits. Oh. <laughs> I noticed that in the one scene where she was sticking up for Corey, she's wearing like a really short blue skirt and then like a big sweater. Yeah, it's, whew. But yeah. it was cute. I don't know if it was like school appropriate. Might get in trouble for that one, but yeah. <laughs> it was cute. I mean, we get the the bolo tie on Miss Tompkins. Oh, right. We did mention that earlier. I did notice that. That was giant. It was like, I can't even w- think of like what to equate the size to. It looked to. like a walnut on her chest. It was bigger than that. It was bigger than that. It was square and turquoise. It well, crazy. it looks like if it was any bigger... Doctor Strange would be guarding it from Thanos. Let's put it that way. I don't get it. <laughs> but that was weird. And then you mentioned Turner's crazy di- mm-hmm. crazy ties. So weird. Um, I don't. Alan seemed fine. Feeny seemed fine. They usually are okay. Like you know, neutral colors kind of stuff. Uh, I didn't really notice anything else crazy. Yeah, I think that's all. That's kind of all that we've yeah. talked about. But let's get into our rating of the episode, shall we? Okay. Why don't you go first? This one was kind of weird for me because, you know, I don't like the the little kid romancy stuff. Um, but it wasn't bad. It was definitely the best of the romance episodes, in my opinion. Like, I mean, there was the weirdness of the whole school, like, shunning you for not kissing someone <laughs> like the premise was kind of weird um but the interaction between Corey and Japanga was okay f- with me for the most part um i did think um eric was funny like we said um there wasn't a ton of sean not a ton of morgan or anyone else but i did like that Topanga was you know making like a focal point so I, I don't know, but I don't really know if I liked it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like I said before, I thought the editing was much better and the flow was much better. Um, but I I don't know. I just gave it a five out of ten beanie weenies. Beanie weenies is a good <laughs> What did you think? Well, again, this episode is a little uncomfortable. Not going to lie. Um... Again, I think all episodes that are centered around like makeout parties to me are really weird. <laughs> um, yeah, I, the, I, the makeout party aesthetic thing is a, a teen show trope that I just don't like. It's so weird. <laughs> um, Eric is great. 
the I think this the side stuff that's not Amy and Alan or Morgan or anything like that is great. That's the stuff where oh, like the Harley yeah that, kind of stuff that was funny. That, I will that's say where that, you're yeah. starting to realize the 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 that's like the icing on the cake, like the filling in between. That's like the whipped cream on the, the between two pieces of cake. Where you're like, ooh, I like this whipped cream. What kind of cake are you eating? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just trying to make a, an analogy. Whatever. <laughs> yes. But, no, you're right. That part, Those parts were funny. But it's... This Korean Topanga thing they're trying to do is so... I described it as iceberg-esque. It's moving so slow. I think they're trying to do a will-they-won't-they. They, but it it's like, what are we doing right now? But it is, doesn't it kind of go like that for every season until they like start actually dating yeah but it's like i guess they they, this seems like they had the plan of like oh we're gonna make this last for 22 episodes and then somebody's like how are you gonna do that and they're like "Mm, Uh. i don't know (laughs) i guess we'll figure it out and you'll see the next episode it doesn't really make any fucking sense no (laughs) so I don't know. Yeah, it's, that stuff is kind of oddly ordered. Mm-hmm. Um, as a as an episode on its own, I think this is surprisingly it's a snap. It's a team. It's a teen show trope, but it's also a snapshot of teens in a sense of like they're, them not knowing what they're doing and everybody. Nobody knows what the hell they're what the hell's going on or what the <laughs> hell they're doing. That's fine. So instead of being like in the middle with it, I gave it a six out of ten iced lips. I don't, again, I I don't I don't know. It's not my favorite episode, but it's funny. The Eric thing, la- not laughing and then laughing, is funny to me. But yeah, it's it's a little weird and not my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Along with our rating of the episode, we like to rate just how dated the episode is, using everything from wardrobes and haircuts to references and background. So tell me, Michelle, how 90s is this episode? Um, I didn't really notice anything crazy. Um, I think, I guess going to like a poetry kind of shop like that felt a little 90s. Um, you know, like wearing the black shirts and reading poetry and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean... I don't know. Is I don't think playing Seven Minutes in Heaven is nineties, is it? Maybe think, just like a nineties sitcom kind of thing. I think the fact that it's like a trope in the nineties, I think, makes it a little nineties. Yeah, so I guess there's that. Um, but I didn't really notice anything crazy. Did you? No. I mean, this is probably too high. Then I gave it a four. I gave it a four also. Okay, give it four out of ten produce poems. Prod. Ooh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> I gave it four out of ten rogue hands. No. <laughs> I didn't feel like there were any references or anything no, to not really. really drag it down. Mm-mm. You know, no TV show references or anything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As an homage to the podcast that inspired us, the Gilmore Guys, we like to share a pop culture plug with you guys. It could be a movie, a TV show, music, books, podcasts, etc. Just something we want to recommend to you. So, Michelle, let's do some PCP. Go first. Me first? Yeah. Okay. Um, This is something that everyone's already watching, but I was going to plug it anyways because I just started watching, or just finished watching, the new reboot of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy on Netflix. And I had never watched the original. I never knew really what it was. And then... I've obviously heard everyone and their brother watching it recently. And the way that people described it didn't really make me want to watch it. They're like, you're going to ugly cry. You're going to need your tissues and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I don't really want to watch that, you know. Mm -hmm. But then I had some time the other day and I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And it's so cute. Uh, It's not like how I thought it would be at all. And... It's just really adorable, and if you don't know, it's like these five gay guys. They call themselves the Fab Five because they're so cute. <laughs> and then someone nominates them, or nominates um, nominates a guy who needs help. They call them heroes, but they're really just like schlubs that need some assistance. And, <laughs> and it's usually, or it's always, um, you know, they do like hair, fashion. The one guy's like for culture, they call him. Um, and then the other guy like redoes your house or your apartment 
Um, oh, and then Antony helps you cook. Those are the five things that they help you with. And then they all form Captain Planet. <laughs> so they just kind of help some people. And in some episodes kind of go into certain things like there was a police episode and there was a there was one of black gay guys and they kind of talk about the conflicts there and then this one episode it was about like this really religious guy um that they were helping and they're all gay so they were like you know questioning like how do you feel about religion and that one made me cry um so some episodes maybe will resonate with you more but anyways it's a really good show and i recommend it even if you were hesitant the end <laughs> what is your plug my plug is a album that was recently released by an artist that i believe i want to say this and I'm, it's a little mean fell off the face of the earth in the last year <laughs> and that is strictly because no music had come out that happens a lot leon bridges was the talk of the 2015 2016 musical year his albums his album was so old school, so Motowny, so perfect. It's a great and amazing album. Listen to Leon Bridges' first album. It was all over the radio at at points, which was really surprising for something sounding so old to be on the ra- on mainstream radio. He played South by Southwest. He played Lala. He played every big festival. Went on tour. I saw him as an opener for Lord Huron before he went on a big tour and I met the guy, nice guy. <laughs> if you don't know his story, he was working in a, I think he was working at, in a kitchen in Texas and somebody was like, and he, somebody noticed that he was singing and was like, we're going to, you're pretty good. Like, let's, do you make any music? And he's like, yeah. And they signed, they signed him and then he did a, he did a, like an artist spotlight in South by Southwest and he immediately got signed like to a big label, put out an album and everything and then blew up and then fell off the face of the earth. But <laughs> his new album just came out a few, a, a week or two ago and it's called good things. And it's different from the first album. It sounds a little bit more seventies, a little bit more 60, 70 soulish. Uh, not that it's a bad thing, I think the first album is still better, but the first album is like, there's not a bad song on that album. But this one's good. It's getting some radio play. I wish it was getting more, but I don't think it will. Uh, but the the single, at least, is called Bad Bad News, and I'll play a little bit underneath me. But yeah, I mean, I, you can't go wrong. He, he can sing. He, the old school vibe is great. Uh, Leon Bridges. Check out his album, Good Things. I like it. I like it. (laughs) Yeah, brother. That's PCP. Angel Angel Dust. Dust. Sherman Sherman Hemsley. Love Boat. Ash Ash. But let's talk about the next episode, shall we? (laughs) Okay, what's it called? Well, here's the thing. There is a spoiler alert in this description, so I cut that part out. Mm -mm, Okay. But we will... Well, usually you just tell me the title first, right? Well, I will tell you the title first. Okay. The title of the next episode is Sister Teresa. Okay. What do you think? Well, obviously it's a Mother Teresa situation. I'm guessing maybe they're talking about Topanga. Um, maybe she's a goody-goody in some respects. I don't know. What's it about? <laughs> 
you could not be farther from the truth. You took it out of. I can see where you were going. I thought you were going to be. I thought the other one was about baseball. So what do I know? That's a good point. Corey's new gentleman attitude earns him a date with a cute girl named TK. There's obviously more, and I'm not going to say anything. Oh, okay. Um, Does he like her sister instead or something? You will find out in the next episode. Okay. But guys and gals, we've reached the end of this episode, and as a reminder, our Twitter and our email goes like this. Uh, One boy, one girl, one world. All numerical ones on Twitter, Facebook, and Gmail. Yes, please. Like, subscribe, five stars thumbs up let us know you're out there i just need to know you exist like every week please let us know you exist oh can i do another random plug that everyone's already watched sure (laughs) if you haven't watched the childish gambino this is american music video you should get out from under your rock and watch it because it's really good i haven't watched it what yeah (gasps) for real it's like the lemonade video. I don't care. Everyone's talking about it. You have to watch it. Whatever. Okay. Watch it, everyone. Thank you. Bye. I, my favorite thing about that is there was a tweet I saw that was like, that just said, Childish Gambino says, hey, and then just says underneath it, white people, hey, the H and hey stands for Harriet Tubman, and the E stands for, I was like, yep. What? It's just about the over analysis of things. And oh, not letting oh. things be what they are. Oh, what does it mean you can't watch it? Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's kind of funny, the over-analysis on things. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I'm not asking you to go read a thesis on it. Yeah, go read a thesis, guys, and then come back to us next week with a report, <laughs> But for your boy, Mike. <laughs> and your girl, Michelle. Do good. Class dismissed.